What is good, sports world? Welcome to the Family Feud Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here as always with my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NFL beat writer, here to bring you our weekly NFL Best Bets episode where we each highlight three picks that we like on the upcoming slate as well as give our best bets. So basically four picks each this week for week 10 of the NFL season, Mr. Allendale, how you feeling today? You well? You, you are you ready to win some big bucks this weekend betting on the NFL? Yeah, I'm excited about the Gotham Bowl. Uh, I heard ba- Batman's not going to appear though because the, the stench is too bad. Or you mean because the Black Cat already stole the spotlight from last week's game, huh? Well, because the Giants Jets are uh, the stench is really bad in Gotham City right now. You kidding me? So did you did you see the Black Cat go go onto the field He's during still the game? On the field, they haven't caught him yet, or her. <laughs> So I, I actually heard that they finally got him out of the stadium. So now they're saying the bad luck for the rest of the season has been removed for both Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. So, so we'll see in what could be the uh, the toilet bowl of week 10. Uh, that, that's for sure this week. So without further ado, let's get into some of these games and, and let, let's let's talk about what, what you said first. Do you want to get in the Giants-Jets first or do you have another game you want to talk no, about I, first? I, I, let's, let's talk the Gotham Bowl and the stench is, is – it's a thousand miles away, but I can smell it from here. New, uh, the New York Jets, uh, I mean, they lost to the hapless Miami last week. The Giants are on a five-game losing streak. And by the way, it's the third straight year that the Giants lost five straight. Both coaches are on hot seats. What, what can you say? Yeah, I mean, you, you can't say much except for negative things, which, which you're already harping on right now. But, uh, f- you know, funny thing is is, is that we kind of have to throw in the, the home – we have to kind of throw out, should I say, home field advantage in this game, obviously, that this is where both these teams play, right? We should really be calling them the New Jersey Giants playing, playing the New Jersey Jets. But, you know, let, let's call it for New York right across the bridge for that matter up in Jersey right now. Um, here's the thing with this game, and you, you mentioned the Giants being on a five-game losing streak – um, you, you don't see the panic level in terms of national media and, and just overall exposure and how people are feeling in, in terms of the, the public opinion right now. You don't see that panic on the side of the Giants, whereas you really do see it with the Jets. People are questioning Sam Darnold's future. People are questioning Adam Gase. You know, it, you know, at, at really high levels right now. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying there's, there's no, there's no reason for it. But with the Giants, I, I think even at two and seven, look, Giants two and seven, Jets one and seven. This line opened up, actually Giants plus one. We've seen a ton of action on the side of the Giants. Move this all the way to Giants minus three in this game. So something's got to give, right? Uh, th- this this could be a high-scoring affair between we got two bad defenses. We also got two bad turnover-prone off- offenses. So I, I don't know which way this is going to go, but but I'm in agreement with you. I'm on the side of the Giants. I didn't. I probably didn't get the best of the line because I waited until a couple of days after this line came out. I, I bet the Giants minus three, so they got to win by a field goal or more for for me to win my money, or win by more than a field goal, should I say, for me to win my money on that. But I still feel fine with it because Sam Darnold, since, since he threw up all over himself against the Patriots and saw ghosts in that primetime game. He's looked really bad still, continuing against Jacksonville the week after, and now against Miami in, in, in what some people were saying is the worst defense in the NFL. He, he was terrible against them too, so I don't have any faith in Darnold, whereas at least Daniel Jones has, has exploited a few uh, 
comfortable matchups. He, you know, he had his breakout game against the Buccaneers, and then he tore up the Lions a few weeks ago, albeit in a loss. So I see more upside and more potential for success on the side of Daniel Jones than I do in Sam Darnold. And for me, that's enough to back the Giants minus three in this game. Well, here's my thing about Daniel Jones. He's tied for the lead lead with the notorious Jameis Winston in turnovers. Huh? 16, Daniel Jones has eight picks, eight fumbles lost. Winston has 12 interceptions, four fumbles lost. And by the way, last year the Giants lost seven fumbles for the whole season, but that guy's on the sideline someplace. Yeah. The Jets are last in total offense, last in passing offense, last in third down offense, second in sacks allowed with 37, and they're tied for 31st. There's only 32 teams in the league. And scoring, lowest scoring average in 12 points a game. So, yeah, so. I got to go with the Giants. Yeah, so it looks like we're both in agreement on that one. Let, let's move. I think me and you were actually last week, we, we butted heads on a few picks. I, I think we're actually in, in agreement on a lot of these picks for this week, which uh, kind of scares me a little bit. But let, let's continue on and, and stretch on into this uh, week 10 slate here. You wanted to talk about second game, Bills at Browns. Your boy Josh Allen take, taking the Buffalo Bills, the most overrated team in the NFL, in your opinion, Absolutely. into Cleveland, into the. Are, are we still calling? Are we calling it the dog pound still? Are we, are we calling it the kitchen? I, I'm the not sure. Hell. Yeah, hell, hell. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I, I like that one. That's that, that's a good one, man. I haven't heard that too much. I don't know if I've heard that at all, actually. I, I like that. So, Bills going into Hell's Kitchen to take on the Cleveland Browns. This, this is the okay. So this is the one that interests me in terms of like how Vegas operates and. and how they try to be profitable every week, obviously, and and and, and let's let's be honest. I, I think most weeks, if not every week, Vegas is profitable. Maybe I'm not on every single game, but overall as a whole. And I think on this game is very interesting. Is that a lot of the money in action has come in on the Bills, but yet the line has not budged. And I've heard a couple other analysts and shows say it. It's like it's almost as if Vegas wants to take the money on the Bills, and and, and they know something that we don't. So I don't know if that's really the case, but the fact that we have a Buffalo Bills team that's playoff bound, this is a 6-2, and two, you know, 750 win percentage team coming in to face a 2-6 and six team. So flip-flop the win-loss column for both these teams, but yet the Browns are three-point favorites in this game, losers of four in a row. When, when, when I saw this spread early in the week, I told you, I was like, this is my best bet. Because this, this spread makes no sense to me. Why are the Bills three-point underdogs against a absolutely terrible, you know, top-to-bottom team in the Browns from Freddie Kitchens to Baker Mayfield to the debacle with Kareem Hunt coming back? And why would they even take their best player off the field any more than they have already in Nick Chubb? Because he's been the the only bright spot on that team all season long. But let, let me let me start talking a little bit. Let me let me hear your take and handicap well, on this first game. Of all, the Bills are six and two, but uh the teams they beat are combined nine and forty four. That's nine wins from the teams they beat. Uh, uh, Jets, Giants, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Miami, Washington. The, the dregs of the NFL society. Yeah, Cleveland gets Kareem Hunt back. Is that gonna cause more problems in the locker room? Who knows? Cleveland is really hurt in red zone, their 25th in red zone offense. And Odell Beckham's been, I guess, kind of quiet for him, but they're not using him right. I mean, I, I mean they're not using anybody right yeah, in that offense. Uh, kitchens, they ought to throw the kitchen sink at kitchens. It's it's Hell's Kitchen. That's. Well, let, let's but, let, let's but, let's but, stick but, with the Hell's Kitchen bit. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm, you know, you, you like you gotta like Cleveland because I think Buffalo's my most overrated team. Josh Allen's my, my most overrated quarterback. So you like Cleveland? 
Yeah. You like Cleveland minus three in this game? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I thought when you said let's talk about this game, I, th- I thought only sane people were betting the Bills in this game. But it looks like you're actually on the side of Vegas in this one. So, okay, we're, we're going against each other here. You got Browns minus three. I got Bills plus three. I also put in a unit or two on, on the Bills money line in this game because I just don't see how the Bills don't win this game. But, hey, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think we've said enough on, on this Hell's Kitchen fiasco here with, with, with the Cleveland Browns. So let's move on to your next bet here. And, and which is – you said you wanted to go – I know you got two more games left. You were kind of debating which was your best bet. So you want to talk about the Lions here first. Uh, let, let's talk Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. And, and and this is another game I'm betting on too. So we're actually not going to – this is going to be a shorter podcast than usual because usually we come in with different picks. But – a lot of these games we're, we're picking the same this week. So this was actually the first. Okay, so usually what uh, there's actually a couple books that will release lines a week ahead of time. So that means before last week in week nine, there were some online books who actually had week 10 spreads available to bet on. I, I like doing it just for fun to, to get my action a little earlier if I see a spread that I like or don't like, for example. But uh, betonline.ag is one of them, right? And last week before the games even played out, I saw they had lines at Bears, lines plus three. And this is another situation where I'm like, are you serious? The Chicago Bears right now, you know, one of those tanking teams, they've lost four in a row. They're three and five. They're last place in the NFC North. Sitting right above them is the Detroit Lions, which, you know, they've had some close, disappointing losses this season. So I don't consider them that bad of a squad. But uh, I don't don't see how you can give a Trubisky-led football team three points, even if they're at home. So to me, the first bet I made looking ahead to week 10 was placed in a unit on the Detroit Lions plus three at Chicago, even though the one thing that hesitates me a little bit is the fact that I've said this many times in this podcast is I really don't like betting divisional games because so many, you know, the NFL is already so unpredictable as a whole football is a sport. So unpredictable when you throw in two rivalry type games, the unpredictability goes up even another notch, two or three or four. So I'm a little hesitant on that. It's not my best bet, but I do like the Lions plus three at the Bears. Better quarterback play. I think the Lions secondary is enough to bottle up Allen Robinson and Trubisky's weapons. And I think whether or not they're getting pressure on Trubisky or not, he's going to struggle. And I just think the Lions overall are a better football team. And three points at that key number, I'm willing to get them either losing by a field goal or winning the game outright. I'm cool with that. I like the Lions at Bears. Lions plus three. What do you got? Yeah, well, Trubisky's obsessed with turning off all the TVs in the uh, Chicago facilities because they've been criticizing him. So if he's afraid of television and talking heads, the morons of the media circus, he's got a real problem. Are you you serious? He actually did that? Yeah, he I wrote a column on that. Uh, oh, wow. It'll be, it'll be up in... Uh, okay, I got I to gotta get your column up then, man. I, I try to compare him with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold got ripped, and I think unfairly, because he made a comment about ghosts. He forgot that he was mic'd up. But I'm telling you, what's worse, making a comment, a, a nebulous comment about ghosts, and then Trubisky going around saying, shut all the TVs off in the <laughs> Chicago. Oh, now I really like the Lions in this game. Okay, I got you I, with the insight there. I, I missed that one. Uh, and El Detroit, let's not forget about their receiving duo, Kenny Gall- Galladay and Marvin Jones, one of yep. the best in the league. Stafford is, he's the young uh, Phillip Rivers. Uh, yeah, he doesn't win a lot, but he, more he can pass. He's second in TD passes with 19. You got to like that. He's, uh, he's third in the league, averaging 295 passing yards per game. So. Yeah, 
I mean, look, I, I agree with you on, on the and look that ever since here, here's the thing, even before carry on Johnson went to IR a few weeks back because of his knee injury, uh, the Lions were already a pass happy team and, and going into this season, people thought it was going to be the opposite. They thought it was going to be run heavy under uh, offense coordinator Daryl Bevel, who was with the Seahawks previously, but they they've shown an inability to run the football and pound it consistently. So you see the running backs they have now with Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick. Those are two younger, quicker type of backs who can stretch the ball outside and catch pass out of the backfield. So this is not a Lions, te- a Lions team that's going to try to establish the run and throw it up the middle like they have in the past with on Johnson even. So I-, I think the Lions are going to throw regardless of who they're playing. And I think the reason why the Bears have been – at least statistically, have been good against opposing uh, passing attacks, is that other teams haven't had to pass much against the Bears because the Bears can't score. And, and, and I think that that skews the numbers in Chicago's favor. This is not the same Bears defense we saw last year, not even close to it. The Bears are averaging 17.8 points a game. Right. Remember they used to call the Bears the monsters of the midway? But that's what Trubisky's suffering from. He's seeing monsters. Yeah. He, he, at least ghosts. He is the monster. Trubisky is the monster of the midway. So you can say uh, Sam Darnold's seeing ghosts, but but he's not running afraid. He's not running from the grim reaper that Trubisky is. He needs to take. He needs to chill out, take a step back, relax, have a glass of wine, get ready. Heard it here first from the. What, what kind of wine should he have? What's what's your wine of choice, Mr. Allendale? Well, he's yeah. still on the white zen. No, he makes a lot of money, so I, I I'm not I'm not <laughs> up to that. You know, high expensive wine or. Four or five hundred dollars a bottle. So. Okay, and this this show is not sponsored by ESPN, by the way. Mr. Allen Dell's ESPN alert going off here while we're recording. So, all right, we both we both like the Lions. Um, we both like the Giants. So, Giants minus three, Lions plus three. We both like different teams in Bills at Browns. I like Bills plus three. You like Browns minus three. Let's move on to your best bet, Mr. Allen Dell. Seattle Seahawks Monday Night Football at the San Francisco 49ers. If we're talking about who is the most GQ quarterback in this game, who's the most Model S quarterback in this game, I think we're taking the 49ers by 1,000 with Jimmy G back there, Jimmy GQ. But how about the better quarterback in this game by a country mile, Russell Wilson? I like the Seahawks plus six in this game, another game that I bet early last week, and I still like this week. I like him at plus six. I love him at that number. What do you got in this game, Mr. Uh, Allendale? You know what? San Francisco, they know they're going to lose at least three games this season if you take a look at the second half of their schedule. And it's going to start with Seattle much better, 7-2, and two, but the schedule is a much better quarterback. Russell Wilson, he, he's a premier quarterback in the league right now. He's the NFL Heisman winner. So and the, the problem with Seattle uh, is, is their run, excuse me, their pass defense. They're ranked 28. They've given up 278 passing yards per game. And that, that could be a, a leeway there for San Francisco and, and Jimmy Boy. And it's the guy that likes to date those older women. Oh, okay, okay. All right, we'll see where you see where you're going there. Taking a slice out of your pie over there, man. All right, so 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 you like so you like the Seahawks a lot in this game. You know what bothers me? The way Jameis Winston carved up Seattle last week, even though the Seahawks won. And uh, yep. San Francisco has lost – Juan Alexander, yep. maybe their best guy on defense. That's really going to hurt them. Uh, on the other hand, Chris Carson, he ran for 105 yards against Tampa. He was the first guy to go over 100 yards against uh, 
Tampa Buccaneers. Yep. Like yeah, and they, they they have one of the best run defenses in the league, as most of us know at this point in the season. So I'm with you there. And I think that, like, Quan Alexander is definitely a key injury there. I think this, like, it, it, you look at traditional in years past with the well, the 49ers, how they played on defense this year, especially in primetime spots, and the Seahawks defense, how they've been in the past. And I think most people, I would guess, is that the public's going to skew towards the under in this game. Whereas I think this could be a lot more high scoring than we think. Uh, and, and I'm playing against Russell Wilson in a fantasy league, and, and I, I want this game to be low scoring just for that fact right there. But I, I would lean towards this this being a higher scoring game than what most people think. I would also love to take a teaser bet teasing the, the Seahawks up to plus 13 and and tease the under on this game as, as well. So that means I, w- I would get the under at currently it's at 47 and a half. Uh, I, I could get under oh, – I'm sorry, I'm talking about over, sorry. I, I, I could get the over of 40.5 and, and get the Seahawks plus 13. I think that's a teaser bet I'm definitely going to throw down some cash on. So, all right, you like – I also like the Seahawks too. So, that, that's that's another game that I like. And and honestly, at this point, it, it's it's really – I've, I've basically given out four picks now. Uh, that's not exactly my best bet there. But I'm going to say my, my best bet here. I'm going to go back to the well in one of these teaser bets here and, and that – I really like when you, when you tease a spread. You're obviously you're getting the spread where it's at. So let's say Lions, um, you know, plus two and a half, right, or plus three. So a, a teaser bet is is adjusting that line six points in the way you want it. So I, I'm taking Lions from plus three to plus nine. I, I also like the Bills at plus three. So in, in this one teaser bet that I made, I, the Lions were at plus two and a half. The Bills were at plus two and a half, and and, and I I teased it. So I got Lions plus eight and a half. Bills plus nine and a half. So actually. So wait, no, so the it would have been uh that was a I think I made that was a six point. The Bills were plus three and a half, Lions were plus two and a half. I'm doing a two team teaser bet, Lions plus eight and a half at the Bears, Bills plus nine and a half at the Browns. So that means both those teams can lose by more than a touchdown. As long as it's not by more than nine or by more than ten, I'll I'll win that teaser bet. So I, I like that a lot. But but honestly, my best bet. Even though we talked about it first, not trying to go out of order here, but to me, the Bills at Browns, I understand Vegas not moving the line in this game. That's my favorite bet. That's the that's the bet I'm going to put the most money on. So at the end of the day, that, that's my best bet. Same with last week. I gave out a parlay bet as my best bet. But as the week went on, as Haskins was named quarterback for the Redskins, the, the Bills became my favorite bet last week and, and it essentially became my best bet against Haskins and the Redskins at minus 10. So... Uh, I think that's what we have to really be consistent on is like, you know, okay, we like to put a little bit on this parlay or this teaser or this team here. But at the end of the day, let's pick our favorite bet. Let's put the most money on that favorite bet, which is essentially our best bet. So that's my best bet, even though we talked about it first, is is Bills plus three at the Browns. That's that's my best bet here. I'm going to tell you one thing before we leave it off here, we get off here. And this is... I always like to do some parlays for fun, man. Just throw a dollar or two on it, you know. This is a parlay where this is essentially, this is four underdogs. Okay, well, the Giants open as underdogs or not anymore. Four-team parlay, Giants, Cardinals, Bills, Lions. Cardinals, we didn't talk about. They're plus four at the Bucks. That's the last line I saw. So Giants, Cardinals, Bills, Lions all went out right. You bet $1 and you win almost $30. That's like 30 times your money. So you could bet $5 and win like 150 I just, to me, those are all four teams that have clear passive victory this weekend. And, you know, don't put too much on it, but 
I, I don't know. I, I just to me that stood out. Even if you're just taking three underdogs with Cardinals, Bills, Lions, that's another game I, I threw a, a unit on was Cardinals plus four at the Bucks. I also had my eye on uh, Panthers plus six at the Packers. And another game that almost made our slate here for the best bets episode was Chiefs at Titans. I bet Chiefs minus three earlier in the week before Mahomes was officially announced as a starting quarterback. So another game that I had my eye on. I know the spread has moved a lot in the Chiefs' favor in that game. I'm not sure if I would take the current number, which is either five and a half or six in some places. Uh, it might be a little different in different books. So, anyways, that does it here. That that's our week uh, week hey, ten. One thing, keep your eye on that Minnesota Dallas game too. I like Dallas. I, you like Dallas? I actually. My, my initial inclination was to take Vikings plus three in that game, and I, I did bet early last week on that game. The fact that Thielen is out, it kind of gives me a little hesitation, but I think those are like two even teams. And anytime I see two even teams playing each other and one team is plus three, I almost always go to the plus three. But one interesting note here as we wrap it up and, and, and go into this weekend is that the uh, all the home teams won last week, right? That was the first time, and it's and I can't remember how long, but road teams have still been successful this year. And I like almost every single road team this week. Chiefs at every single game that I've bet on so far this week has been a road team. I have yet to place a single unit or wager on a home team this week, and. I actually kind of like that because I think with all the home teams winning, the public is going to trend more towards the home teams this week. So the fact that all the games I like are still all road teams, like I said, Lions, Vikings, Seahawks, Bills, Giants, Panthers, Cardinals, Chiefs, all those teams are road teams. Those are all the games I bet so far. I'm feeling good about it right now. Let me throw something at you as far as the road team goes. The Vikings, in their last 10 road games against teams with a winning record, the Vikings are all nine. (laughs) Okay, well, doesn't make me feel too good about that one, but and Kirk, Kirk Cousins is one and six against the Cowboys. That of course that goes back to his Washington. Day. Yeah, the prime time spots too. Kirk Cousins uh, in his career hasn't been too great in, but yeah, yeah it, 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 it makes him a little nervous. Yeah, look, it's I, I play I placed two units on it when I saw it earlier last week. The fact that Thielen's out in hindsight. If I could go back and maybe just place one unit or just lay off the game in general. But under Mike Zimmer, that defense with the Vikings, they still have Dalvin Cook back there. Uh, Cowboys have been very inconsistent as well. So I'm not too crazy. I wouldn't bet the Cowboys by any means. But I don't know. The Vikings aren't aren't the the greatest bet in the world, in my opinion, either. So, uh, you know, we gave out our top picks here. Like I said, your best bet is Seahawks plus six at the Niners. I also like that pick. My best bet was Bills plus three at the Browns. You're taking the other side in that game. We'll see how it all shakes out. And that pretty much does it here, our Week 10 NFL Best Bets episodes on the Family Feud Football Podcast, where two lifelong sports writers, also father and son, debate the week's hottest football news. That does it for this week. Have a great week of football. Good luck on your bets. Good luck on your fantasy. And uh, good luck on your fantasy this week, Mr. Allendale. We both need wins in our league. May Gotham City last forever. You heard it here first, folks. We'll see you next time. Peace out. That's fine, ma'am. Now pronounce your last name. Britain, Britain, Britain. 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 Just like the country. Yeah, with two T's. <laughs> Britain with two T's.
Miss Irma, I love you already. I loved you a long time, Steve. Yeah, Steve Harvey. This the family feuding. Baby mama drama. Got the family losing. Smoking backwards. Out the front door fuming. I was just a student. Now you look like foodie. Yeah. Hunger got me moving. Starving artists too. I'm just being human. I'm a human being. I might start a movement. Like the Carter two. My bitch catch me cheating. We go shop for shoes. I'm getting even. Now I'm getting even more than that. More than that. Yeah. Squid pie, I want more than half. Yeah. Two say I want more than that. More than that. Damn. Hot and ready like you ordered that. By the time you try to leave the nigga, I was already done being with you. Damn. Ain't gotta fight a nigga, baby. That's the door. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Pack up and take a demons with you. Make sure. Make sure I'm done dealing with yeah. you. Whoa. Steve Harvey, bitch, the family feuding. Baby mama drama, got the family losing. Smoking backwards, out the front door fuming. I was just a student, now you look like foodie. Yeah. Hunger got me moving. I was starving too. I never bothered, but I could have been a Harvard student. I was hardly stupid, but I was young and foolish. Let me ask something, Miss Arm, because I ain't never asked Kentucky. What is it that you love about me?